What's up, friends? Welcome to Candid Canner, the show we talk about what we want to talk about. And today we are talking about Easter. January explains her childhood Easter. I explain my childhood Easter. It's a good time, so check it out. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Candid Candor. Where we like to talk about what we want to talk about. And today, we are going to talk about a variety of things. January, tell us about yes. it. Um, so we're coming off of Easter, um, celebrating our risen Savior. And right. we're still you know, really excited about all God has done this past weekend. Also, we are very tired. That's right. We, we took a hard <laughs> nap today. Yep. I think it was a three-hour nap, and I have not done that probably since I was pregnant. Well, it's funny was... Um, we thought daycare was closed until so like last week we were dropping journey off with the the thought i don't know where we got this thought from. i think because our church our offices were closed today mm-hmm. um and so we thought journey's daycare was closed and so january went and picked up journey on thursday and i think she said something along the lines of i'll see you tuesday yeah and the daycare director was like where y'all gonna be monday and Jenna was like, are y'all open on Monday? That's right. She so was like, yes. It's like, what? That's revolutionary. I get a nap. We can do fun things. I mean, journey, like having journey at home is obviously fun, but we and we're so thankful we have a three hour child. nap. <laughs> That's right. And so this morning we got her up like we were going, she was going to school and she didn't know what we were going to do, but we dropped her off and came right back home, <laughs> right Passed to sleep. Out. On the couch and it was until great. lunchtime. It legitimately, January would have still been asleep if I didn't wake her up. Like she was knocked out. I was. It was glorious too. I love me a good nap. Right, but Easter was great. Yeah, and and, and today that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about um, just how we perceived Easter, kind of growing up in both of our different church settings. So for me, um, I didn't grow up in church, so I had no context of what Easter meant outside of you know the the Easter bunny and searching for eggs and jay grew up in black church hey, where... that's right so we do it <laughs> Easter singing was... all the, the devotional hymns <laughs> and open the doors of the church all the time and easter was just very different than how easter is that that we celebrate it now um which we attend i would say our church is actually pretty mixed yeah it's a mixed church um, i mean it's predominantly white but it is yeah. a mixed church for sure yeah but um i i'm i'm learning now that I actually didn't know anything about the entire like Easter season. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I really mm-hmm. didn't know like the connection between like Fat Tuesday and Lent and Ash Wednesday and Good and yeah. I'm I'm honestly ashamed to say I didn't know what Good Friday was. Yeah. Um, or even Holy Week. Or Holy know? Week, yeah. yeah. But I also didn't know how Easter was like which I this I feel like most people don't know how Easter Sunday is determined. Yeah. I mean, I just literally thought like, oh, wait, Easter is, you know, the second or third or I don't know, sometimes first Sunday. Yeah, like this year it was on the 9th. Last year was on the 17th. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did some research. Not sorry. I just Google search. I guess it's Google search. (laughs) It is still research. I mean, it's not like a super great research engine, but. It is technically still research. Well, because I'm a scholar, I did research, <laughs> and um, unless it was Google Scholar, then that's a little bit more like real research. No, this is just like Google search. Oh, just um, with all that, I'm pretty sure I spelled the words wrong, but <laughs> Google's great because it can tell you anyway um, that it has to do with the lunar calendar. 
Was lunar means moon, okay. just in case you wondered. I did know that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so go with me here. It is the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Like, how do you even know that, like, a year or two years or three years in advance? Because the moon is on the same schedule. But what if the moon up and changes the one day change. and then... What's going to happen you know, then? We don't actually know if the moon changes or not. But I, oh, man. This could but, go down like a very, very dark and deep rabbit hole. But like, the, is the moon the moon? I mean... Is the moon a figment of our imagination? Is the moon some spot in the is hood? Is the moon like we, <laughs> controlled by the government? It could be. I don't know. But Is, wait, anyway, is there a conspiracy but, theory? There's the a conspiracy moon? theory that we never went to the moon. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of believable, but that's... My man Neil hit the moon. He told me. My man Neil was there. I know he was there. One small step for men, another giant leap for mankind. Which is funny because astronauts are short, so they it couldn't have been that giant. It wasn't a giant step. (laughs) Uh, Okay, continue with your story. I'm sorry. Anyway, so like, which is like the moon. Like, I mean, not just like the moon. Easter. I mean, that little fact about Easter. Like, I I just realized I didn't know a lot. Like, I didn't realize, like, Lent was connected to the Easter holiday in some religions. I guess not religions. Some, like, denominations would be a better word for it. So, I think, like, Method, like our friend grew up Methodist, and she said they, they um, you don't celebrate Lent. You observe. Yeah, they yes. observe Lent. Because um, Lent is a season of um, fasting and repentance. Yeah, so that's not a different denomination. Yeah. It's yeah. just a different. Well, no, it is a different. It's not a different religion. I mean, typically, it's, like, Roman Catholics. Yeah, but it's not a different. Well, I thought it was... What's but but she's Methodist. I don't understand. Not gonna lie, I'm not gonna pretend like I Anywho. do. <laughs> um, and so, um, I didn't realize that like Fat Tuesday was a day. It's kind of crazy. This is the most Americanized thing I've ever heard, or just like overindulgent, sinful thing I've ever heard. It's just like Fat Tuesday is a day that you get all of your desires out. You eat. You drink. A lot of things. You, you just you party. Like it's really Fat Tuesday. Like F-A-T Fat. Like you literally do everything yeah. that you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like a big party day. And then you go, it's like, I'm going to get all of it out so I can so not want to do it during the Withstand this 40 days. <laughs> yeah. But then like that leads to, which I'm sure that's not the like, and I may be speaking insensitively. So I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that wasn't the genesis of Fat Tuesday. But I think that's what Fat Tuesday turned into. But yeah, might... technically, the, the words, I think, Fat Tuesday mean Mardi Gras, or Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. In what language? Um, Cajun? That ain't real. <laughs> probably French. I don't really know. Probably. I mean, that makes sense, because it's all in, like, French. <laughs> yes. It feels very French. But I definitely read that, though. But I didn't realize, so all that to say, I didn't realize all of that connected to the Easter season. Yeah. Um. And so... I was growing up, like, we literally only celebrated Easter. Mm-hmm. Like, on Sunday morning at 1130. It was just Easter. That, it was just Easter. It's no Holy Week. No, no Good Holy Friday. Week, no Good Friday. Like, I, I am I am sad to say I didn't learn what a Good Friday was until the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew Jesus died on the cross. Yeah. And I believed it. And I knew he rose on the third day, which was Resurrection Day. But I didn't know Good Friday was the day he died on the cross. <laughs> I know that makes no sense. In my in in like my smart brain, but I also we never observed it as you know we never went to church for it. We didn't obviously we didn't celebrate it. Like I think Easter is just one of those cultural things that we do as Americans. Um, 
I guess just to say that we kind of do them because even me, I mean, some of you guys know my background. My um, mother, she's from Cambodia. She's very Buddhist. My dad, he grew up in black church in like the rural South. Um, I love so, that you call it black church. Well, I mean, that's what it is, but it's still like, I don't know. I just, I'm a proud member of black church. I'm still a member at Wolf Creek. Do you know that? Are you? I'm, I haven't tied there in years, but I'm still a member. I don't know if I ever officially tied there. I feel like you probably did. I just kind of gave a dollar my mom gave me, but, but I'm still a member. What I'm I was probably saying, still on the board. What I was saying <laughs> about, you know, Easter and a lot of these um, holidays being more part of culture rather than a part of your faith, like it's... Um, it's easy to believe that you would only think that Easter Sunday was about Easter Sunday and about, you know, the resurrection. You don't really think about, you know, everything that went into it um, with Holy Week and with Good Friday and just how it all transpired together to make one cohesive story of the gospel. I mean, like Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, it, it, it's, the, it's the day that hinges on our faith as Christians. Um, so... You ever think, I just had this thought, this is going completely off script, so this might go sideways, but... But do we have a script? I mean, we have an is outline. Is it off script if we don't have a script? We have an outline. <laughs> we didn't talk about this before. So you ever thought about what is the draw for everyone to come to church on Easter when it's a celebration of an act of love from, from an act of love from God to us that is believed by believers, but we're celebrating that. Believers are celebrating the resurrection. So what is the draw for a non-believer to come to church on Easter? I think deep down, people, they want something to believe in. Like no matter what, no matter where, whether you're an atheist or agnostic or whatever your religious or non-religious background is, I think at the, um, the centrality of like who we are as like human beings, we need something um, substantial to believe in. And I think um, at least around here in the Bible Belt, it happens to be, you know, church and faith and God and, and Jesus. And I think people want to to believe in that. Yeah, I think the guy on Jesus Revolution, what was his name? Lonnie. Lonnie? I was about to say Buddy Love, but that was not Buddy professor. Love. Uh, <laughs> Lonnie, is it Lonnie Love? No, this I don't know Lonnie? his last name. Just we'll Lonnie? just call him Lonnie. Okay, when he actually said that, mm-hmm. like he said, they're all out there looking for something they're mm-hmm. just looking in the wrong places so that's interesting i just had the thought i was like what i mean easter's kind of become the christian holiday but in reality it's a celebration of an event that happened that in order to be a part of this religion you have to believe that event happened mm-hmm. so it's like someone's going to a celebration for something they don't believe yeah but i guess also mm-hmm. people don't know People don't understand that's what Easter is. Like most people don't. Like I, I didn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was. I would call myself like I grew up in church, but my Easter experience is, is looking back now, it's kind of comical. And my, <laughs> if my mom was listening, I love you, mom. You're great. You're the best. But the um, so like, like I try to explain this to people, and people just don't even like understand. So, well, I mean, well, before you move on to that, I also think that. Like even the Bible tells us in in Ecclesiastes that he's set eternity in the human heart. And so I think there's just something deep down where like all people, they want to choose, they want to believe in like a higher, higher being. But also think too, we forget that we're all created in God's image, regardless Mm -hmm. if we believe it or not. For sure. So like that innate, like, like you said, that innate desire 
to be connected to mm-hmm. something yeah. comes from being, I mean, it only, it's only satisfied by being connected to God because yeah. we're creating in his image. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's good. Appreciate that. I mean, yeah. the Bible wrote it. I didn't, I didn't do it. Yeah. It's all good. But back to my Easter. So okay, back to my, Not my Easter, but Black Easter. It was great. Black Easter. We're going to call it Black Easter <laughs> Black now. Black Easter. Yeah, I love it. Um, and so we didn't, like I said, we didn't grow up doing Good Friday. We didn't grow up. Now I'm, I'm going to give you the backstory of our church. Wolf Creek County Line Baptist Church. Okay. This is in Georgia. Locust Grove, Georgia. Yes. Um, my, my papa, Ernest Wise, Ernest Lee Wise, rest his soul, was the, the chairman of the deacon board my whole life. There was about 36 members of the church. Need I remind everybody that my family's massive. <laughs> And so we take up about 27 of those members. Um, and so for Easter, we only went to church on Easter. It was a special day. You, you always dressed up, though, straight. Like, I got a new Easter suit every year. It was awesome. <laughs> like, I remember one year I had to be, like, nine, and I got this green suit with gold stripes. <laughs> and that thing was fresh. I, I mean, gold stripes. Gold stripes. You had royal. me at the stripes. I was royal. But they're gold. Anyhow, so... I mean, I wish I, could, I wish I could like. Obviously, I can't fit a suit now, but I was nine. But like, I wish I can pull that back out. I bet um, you was a fine nine-year-old. I was, too. I was cute. You, oh. you, you say a fine nine-year-old? That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that well, I mean, like, no, 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 no. You already said it now. now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I ain't never looked at a, a picture of you when you're seven and be like, "Dang, that girl, that's a bad seven-year-old right there." <laughs> but like, you're my husband. Oh my so god! I, I wasn't your husband. Things. I was nine. I mean, the Lord knew that. Oh, here we God go. God knew. God Whatever. knew. So we, we dress up, and every year, my grandma, Zadie Wise, love her, God rest her soul, she gave every one of her grandkids an Easter speech. Now, in this Easter speech, every year you got a different Easter speech, and you got it about two weeks before Easter. And so... On Easter Sunday, you had to stand in front of the church and give the Easter speech. Now, every time you got up there, depending on what age, depending on what age that you um, you got your speech, your 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 speech was dependent on the length of your speech was dependent on that. And so, the as you got older, they got harder. <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously you can remember more words, remember more actions. Um, but when you're young, you get a real easy one. It's probably like one Bible verse, like super simple. But every time someone got nervous, they would get up there and they would just say, Happy Easter, everybody, <laughs> and walk back to their seat every time. And then you'll have like Chelsea, my sister, was a show off. She always remembered her speech. And it was always just like, she let it fly. Me, on the other hand, I wouldn't study my Easter speech. <laughs> And so I'm pretty sure I was speaking heresy the whole time. <laughs> but everybody just loved the fact that I got up there. And it was great. And then we every every year, we would always go back to either my grandmother's or my aunt's house after church. We'll have food, which was great. And then we'll have an Easter egg hunt. But this Easter egg hunt was based on ages. <laughs> I didn't tell you this part of the story No, yet. I don't know this We used part. to go to Aunt Mel's house. And so we would, um, we, <laughs> we would go by ages. So the little kids would have an Easter egg hunt. And then the big kids... Easter hunt, all the eggs had money in it. Oh. But then the money was varied from like 
three pennies to like thirty dollars. <laughs> in each egg? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So like each egg had money in it. Yeah. And so based on the based on the egg you found, you could have made a lot of money or you could have made hardly no money. And so that helmet was like war. <laughs> Cause you didn't know. You had to be like, you pick it up, shake it, throw it. <laughs> Hopefully someone hits. Do you tackle anybody? I mean, I did not, but it was that was always fun. And then there was always one thing they called the golden egg that had the most money in it, but you had to find the golden egg. Oh. And so Easter was literally that for me. It was like Easter speeches, Easter egg hunts, um, hanging out with family. We rarely talked about the cross or the resurrection. So I can I can actually attest to saying that I this would be a true statement. I went to an Easter service. Probably every year of my memory of life. And I didn't talk about the resurrection until I was 19. Wow. But I knew my Easter speeches. <laughs> Most of them. The Easter speeches. Happy Easter, everybody. I just remember when I went to an Easter service when I was in college, right after I got saved. And they were talking about the cross and resurrection. And at that point, I realized what this whole holiday was about. Hmm. That's crazy. You know, for me, like my story isn't as detailed or involved as his. Because um, you didn't, didn't go to black church. I didn't go to any church. <laughs> <laughs> and so all Easter was for us was just like another day of the week where we could do an Easter egg hunt. And if you were a very shy and anxious child like me, then that was essentially the, that was hell for me going to. Um, a place where I didn't know anybody, just my brother and I, who was probably equally as quiet and as shy as me and was forced to hunt for Easter eggs in a field with all of these other children that I had no idea who, who, who were, cause this was, this wasn't an enterprise. This was in like another city, um, closer to enterprise. And so, yeah, that was kind of, you know, my own Easter story. But then uh, the one story I do have whenever um, Jay and I, we were dating at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to share this. And um, a teammate of mine invited me to um, her church um, for Easter. And so Jay and I, we both went, you know, like dressed up nice. Didn't really know no, what I did to not do. No, you did. No, I didn't. I went, to, I went to the other church. Oh, okay. Okay. Never you mind. went with her. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Well, I do remember that we were dating at the time, but we didn't go to this Easter service together. And so we went and we walk into the sanctuary and we sit down and about a few minutes later, they just close the doors and they lock them, which to me, like, um, why are they locking the doors? What are they getting ready to do? Can't let that spirit out. You got to keep it in there. <laughs> and so, you know, and, you know, I was already on guard at this point because, like, I didn't go to church. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know any of these people outside of the people that I went to this Easter service with. And so, you know, immediately I just one strike against this church. And so, Can't you know, give Jesus a strike? <laughs> it wasn't Jesus. It was just, you know, the environment. And so we sit down and I think, you know, we sing some worship songs, something along those lines. And the girl next to me, she was chewing some gum. And so, you know, this, this nice old lady, she walked up to her, just held her hand out for her to spit the gum out. And, you know, my, my, my friend, she did it. And I'm just, what, you can't chew gum in here. So I'm just very confused. And then last but not least, the message of this whole thing this is when, like, this was when Drake, he was, you know, super hot. You know, like, I meant a lot of his music was super popular then. 
And so the whole message, the gospel message, the gospel presentation of this church on Easter Sunday was started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> I would have loved to do that creative meeting. I'm like, what can we say to just get people in the Easter spirit and just know that that God that's going to bring Jesus the young people himself to earth to die on the cross and raise for our sins. Oh, is that I he know. He started from the bottom of the tomb. He started from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. Now we are here. And I would just love to be at the table and everybody said, that's brilliant. <laughs> and I mean, still at this point in my life, that was, you know, well over 10 years ago. I don't know if, you know, that was just genius or, you know, hearsay, but I'm still talking about it today. And um, that is my Easter story. There is a church in town, not this town, the town we lived in, then the, that did Nacho Libre Easter, <laughs> which I didn't go to that, but my friend did. <laughs> And he said it was an interesting sight. I just can't even believe that. I just don't see like why. Like spandex on Easter? The gospel is just enough. <laughs> <laughs> like the story itself in the miracle of the, the resurrection, resurrection is just enough. You don't need to add anything no, no to it. No need to do a wrestling ring. <laughs> no need to have, you know, creative rap lyrics. No need to bring Drake into this. But at Easter, I mean... Luckily, now our Easter experiences is a lot normal. Yes, <laughs> it is um, thoroughly about the gospel. 100%. <laughs> um, which is great. But now January is working on like, how do we, how do we, how do we create traditions for a journey in the Easter season? And she's all about this whole Easter basket thing. I am. I mean, like not so much the Easter bunny, but the, like just the, I don't know, the tradition of having an Easter basket. Like I think... You know, um, I did growing up, again, just because of it was a part of culture, not because of any, you know, um, biblical conviction. It was just, you know, what you do in, in Alabama. And so um, I'm super excited to start that tradition with Journey. Um, we had a couple Easter books, you know, nothing crazy, some dot markers, um, a couple bathing suits because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> summer's coming and we plan nothing on... speaks Easter <laughs> like... Little kid bathing suits. I mean, <laughs> I'm just an opportunist here, okay? So, yeah, because we plan on being in the pool. So it wasn't anything crazy, but um, I did think it was super special. And, again, we work for our local church, so we are just busy in, you know, the days leading up to Easter and on Easter. And so I really wanted something for her to look forward to outside of, you know, going to church with us. Um, but, yeah, she seemed to really enjoy it. Again, she's almost two, so she still doesn't really know what's going on. Um, but it was still so fun to see her, you know, go through a basket and get excited about, you know, her Easter books, um, Easter kid books. And I just thought it was the most adorable thing and seeing her in her little Easter dress. And so that's one Easter tradition that was starting in our household. Jay, he hasn't hopped on the train yet. He didn't get me an Easter basket. But, you know, there's always You're not next getting year. An Easter basket, but, there's always but, next year. Yeah, I really would, though, as she gets older want to incorporate teaching her about Holy Week. Like, I just felt like this year, even for me, um, I spent a lot, I spent most of my quiet times, honestly, the Easter week, um, really focusing on, like, what was happening during Holy Week, like, the minor details. Yeah. And it was real powerful. Like, it yes. was it was really cool to kind of see the events and mm -hmm. the, 
the interactions and the the like um trying to think of the word like the the how he interacted with the disciples and the mm-hmm. people of Jerusalem and what the disciples did and how all of that leads up to mm-hmm. this it was just like really cool to be a part we did download Easter now which was yeah. an app that allowed us to which kinda... is sponsored by Ministry Safe I didn't know that yeah but it's an it's an app it's I mean. I don't know what they do outside of Easter week, though. Is it like... Well, Ministry Safe, they are... I believe that they're... No, the, just Easter now. Oh, Easter now. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, it goes into, like, everything leading up to, to Easter, so... Oh, it's a year... It's a year... Yeah, it's just not as, like... There are not as many prompts. Yeah, so what Easter now Easter. did for me last week, though, is it kind of... It was... I would say real time. I don't know. It's, like, estimated real time. Um, because it is, say, like, all right, this is what was happening... Um, in Jerusalem at this time, mm-hmm. right now, and yes. you'll get a you'll get a notification, notification. and you'll read it, and it, it was just cool. And I remember reading on Friday at three mm-hmm. o'clock. It was like Jesus had, Jesus just took his last breath. Yeah, and it hit me in a in a real way. I was sitting like literally in the same spot I'm sitting right now, typing up something, and I stopped for a second and just thought about it. Um, and I, I think with Journey, what I want to do is just like teach her all of like I don't want her to be 33 and just realizing Good Friday and yeah. Ash Wednesday and what all that stuff means like I yeah. want to talk about it and let her know about it yeah same and I mean that's essentially what I, what I did too is just really stopped and meditated on what all transpired you know with Holy Week and you know Jesus taking his last breath and then and then be him being resurrected um, and the tomb being empty, um, I just think it was it was so powerful for me every year. It's so powerful just to kind of get in the weeds of it and be reminded of just how uh, of all the prophecies for one. Like I just I never realized how many prophecies there was in the Bible of this like this literally happening, and um, it's humbling. And it every year it just increases like my faith. And so um, I love this season, you know, on Palm Sunday, I'm, I'm shouting Hosanna every time I can. Yeah. Um, my team probably thinks I'm crazy, but I just, it's just so triumphant, you know, like literally the people, they didn't know what they were, they, they were yelling or shouting on Palm Sunday, but they just knew that, you know, the king has come to save them. And little did they know um, it just far, far um outlasted what they could have thought or or imagined um and i don't know i just get goosebumps thinking about it and talking about it and so um, that's one of the reasons why we're talking about today yeah i thought that my biggest revelation from last week is because i did a huddle on palm sunday was that the people were shouting and praising and they didn't even know easter was coming yeah they didn't know like the they resurrection didn't, they didn't realize mm-hmm. that like they just they were just Shouting and praising yeah. on what they knew. Yeah. Like they saw miracles. Mm-hmm. They saw his teachings. Yeah. Like they didn't they had no they idea. had no idea. At best, they probably thought that Jesus was gonna overthrow the government at best. And I'm sure there were some of those same people that were like crucified yes. <laughs> later that week. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, it's crazy, it took five days to do that, but like the crowds are fickle. Yeah. But I do think I mean I just think the powerfulness of that entire week and the the wholeness of it is you can't lose it. And I was like, and I think for me, the reason, the reason I don't think I understood 
the celebration of Easter is because I didn't understand what we were celebrating from Good Friday. Mm. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't realize like we never talked about resurrection growing up because we actually never talked about the cross growing up. Mm. So you can't have one without the other. Absolutely. Um and so Easter just became this thing we did mm-hmm. rather than and I'm sure the preacher preached about Easter like yeah. he preached about yeah. the resurrection but in terms of talking about it mm-hmm. we never talked about what we were celebrating mm-hmm. we thought it was more about the bunny <laughs> like and yeah and what you got almost like like kind of what Christmas, Christmas can turn into, into yeah for sure and one of my friends um Bethany she had like this really great like nugget of thought and it was about Palm Sunday it said Palm Sunday is a sobering reminder that we can yell, save us, Lord, and crucify him in a matter of days. When left unchecked, our flesh is capable of anything. And that just reminds me and encourages me to stay to stay close to him so that I don't become fickle or, you know, not truly not understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And there's no, word, no better way to end this than a Bethany Phillips quote. For real. Um, yeah. That's she's the best. Um, before we end, though, we do want to start asking these two questions before we before we leave. Yeah, because mainly going to be for you because you do you do these things more than I do. So, what's one thing you're reading, and one thing you're learning? Okay, so so one thing about me, I'm most of the time reading multiple things mm-hmm. at once, but they're different genres, so it doesn't cross over. Genres. Okay, whatever. You are enough. But one of the things that <laughs> I will be conquered. Sorry, I don't like ahead. it when you interrupt me like I'm that. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> One of the things that I am reading is called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, Cultural Amnesia, Expressive Individualism, and the Road to Sexual Revolution. And our children's pastor, she actually recommended it to me. And I was like, wow, that is that sounds like a dense read. And um, because it is. And so I'm only about a fourth of the way through the book. And I've been picking it up and putting it down, um, depending on how much, you know, mental capacity I have to um, absorb it. But essentially, it's about the roots and development of the sexual revolution um, rather than the cause of the human search for identity. And so it's it's a super challenging read, but it's been so dense and so good. And so eye-opening um and how it goes like through history talking about the sexual revolution and the past and bringing clarity to the present and it gives uh, i haven't got to this part but um it gives guidance to you know the future as christians navigate um culture in this way and so um that's something that i'm reading one thing i'm learning um what's the thing that you're learning jay um I had an answer for what I was reading. Oh, <laughs> I didn't what I was reading. okay, okay, okay. So how about uh, you answer what you are reading? Okay, so I'm slowly reading through again A Tale of Three Kings, which I try to read that once a year. It's, it's only 90-something pages, but I still take, it's one page at a time for me. Maybe, no, it's like one chapter. The chapter is like two pages. Um, and so that's going slow. Also, I'm going to download. So I guess I'm not reading this yet, but I'm really excited about downloading it. Um um, Jonathan Placuta's book, and it's um, why do I do what I when I what do I, why do I do what I don't want to do? <laughs> it's a tongue twister. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, he his podcast is one we really like, and so yeah. I really want to read his book. Um, but then the NBA playoffs start tomorrow, so all things are gonna go kind of 
<laughs> like, I'll, I'll try to read more, but um, but yeah, that's what I'm reading. That's sweet. I don't know what I'm learning right now. I mean, we just finished Easter services. I'm sure I'll learn a lot tomorrow when we go back to work. <laughs> but um, uh, what am I learning? I think um, we've been talking a lot about the five dysfunctions of the team. Yeah, and so um, us as a team, we're just kind of diving in that, and I'm learning a lot about you know trust and um commitment um healthy conflict that kind of thing and so i don't know that's a little bit about what i'm learning yeah i think i, I would on, along the same lines i didn't want to say that okay. but i will say it now i didn't want to say um i'm just learning about accountability and like how accountability is love and like that just you can't have one like you can't Love you can't love someone without holding them accountable, Ooh, and that's so good. that's literally in the book. It is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's the one liner from the book. Was that from the book of the podcast? No, that's from the book. Okay, that's the one liner from Patrick, my guy Patrick Lencioni. Pat. Um, and that's the nugget I took away. Yeah, so. that's really it. So yeah, every well, we're gonna start trying to release these um mm. every other week. And um, we're super excited about that schedule. Um, so, yeah, we're always going to end with those last two final questions. What are you reading and what are you learning? Just because I feel like we should all be lifelong learners. Um, we love to learn. I know Jay loves to learn. He's got like 12 degrees. Not true. Um, okay, he's got like six degrees. Also not true. <laughs> I want to end this by saying he up. So we have the Easter's over. So, I mean, but he still's up. He's still he, up. He's still up. Hey, hope and we still up. Hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you next. We'll no, we won't. Ya. No, we won't. Okay, we won't we'll, see you. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, we will talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Candy Candor, the show we talk about what we want to talk about. And today we are talking about curiosity. So check it out.